Hey everybody and welcome to another episode of the Barbell Voodoo Podcast. I'm your host, Jacob Facing. This podcast is brought to you by Paleo Works. It's a locally owned meal prep kitchen with a passion for paleo. They make it easy for people to have the nutrition they need when they need it. They deliver weekly menus of heat and eat paleo meals, athlete recovery meals, and bulk macro items for those of you counting macros, as well as a variety of side items that can be added to your order. Their meals feature 100% grass-fed, all-natural and hormone-free chicken, beef, and pork. They have pickup locations all over the place to make it easy for you to pick up your meals, and they also have delivery options around Nashville area for a small fee. Paleo Works wants to make nutrition the easiest part of your day. Hey, thanks again for listening to the Barbell Voodoo Podcast. Go check out the uh, website at barbell-voodoo.com for all your awesome apparel needs. And also check out Barbell Voodoo Private Label. We just want to be a part of anything you're doing and anything you need printed. That's the place to have it done. In the meantime, enjoy the podcast. All right, welcome to another episode of the Barbell Voodoo Podcast. On this week's episode, um, episode number 104, we're sitting down with Scott Batson of uh, Get Strong Ministries. And so this is a really cool um, organization, and he's a really cool guy, um, that I met years ago and to hear about everything and um, just the, the amazing things that, that are going on with the things that he started, all centered around functional fitness and uh, the CrossFit world, and I think it's pretty awesome. So I'm glad to have him on the show today. So, Scott, welcome to the show. Thank you, Jacob. Appreciate you having me on. Yeah, man, glad you're here. Well, um, so tell us a little bit, just like uh, briefly, to tell us kind of, um, well, I'll let you start wherever you want to start. I want I wanted to kind of frame the work first of like, this is kind of what I have going on, but then like kind of maybe go back and then talk about how you how we got there, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. So what we're doing now is we have, um, get strong ministries is, uh, we have a gym in Nicaragua. So we're a, a ministry that, that the biggest portion of that is happening in a small town in Nicaragua. And so we have, uh, a gym called get strong fitness, uh, in, in Nicaragua. It's a functional fitness gym. And we use that as kind of a hub to build relationships with people, uh, in a very natural way. Uh, we have uh, staff there that coaches these folks uh, day in and day out. And so we've got about 100 people a day to, that come to that gym in Nicaragua. And so our purpose for that is to be able to share our faith with them. And so uh, so we're using the gym as a platform to do that. And so uh, what we wanted is a place where people could come and they could work out if they wanted to work out, if they didn't care about faith or anything of the sort, then they've got a place to work out, hang around with some, some good people. And if they wanted to further explore that, then there's uh, an opportunity to be able to, to do that at Get Strong Fitness. And so we take teams of people over to, to Nicaragua every month. Uh, so my wife, Christy, and I were there about uh, somewhere around 10 days a month, at least at least pre-COVID. Uh, that was the that was the plan. Yeah. And so uh, so we've been doing that for uh, for almost six years. That's awesome. And so how how much how often do you get to go down there since since the COVID? 
Yeah, since the COVID, uh, we came back early from our March trip, and uh, we're hopeful to go back uh, in September. That's what okay. they're that's what they're telling us now. So, cool. they're telling us September second, but they told us that on May second, June second, July second, August second, September second's next. So we'll see what happens. So we're we're hopeful and ready to we're ready to go. Cool, very cool. Well, uh, so tell us about yourself. So how how did you get to this place? All of a sudden, you got 100 members in a gym that is in Nicaragua. Right. Um, it seems like a normal trajectory for most sure. people in uh, Middle Tennessee yeah. that they go, you know what? Like, it'd be cool to run a gym like in another country. <laughs> yeah, it's just it just happens if you're not careful. <laughs> uh, yeah, so I, gosh, it's just it's this mix of things that, that kind of came together. So I started doing CrossFit. Um, probably nine years ago, I uh, went to CrossFit Hendersonville, uh, started coaching there about a year and a half later, um, and kind of parallel to that, went on a mission trip with my church to Nicaragua. And, and so, uh, just kind of this, like all these things kind of come together into, uh, felt like the Lord was calling me full time to, uh, to do ministry in Nicaragua. And I was like, what in the world am I going to do in Nicaragua? Hmm. And so, uh, it was just very clearly, uh, felt like the Lord saying, okay, I want you to do what you're, what you're doing at home. And I want you to do it in Nicaragua. And so for me, that was, uh, coaching CrossFit seemed like a great way to, to meet people and connect with people. And then I had a man that, um, that kind of taught me how to live, live my faith. So not to be like just something I did on Sunday, but how to live it out through the rest of my life. Mm-hmm. And so, uh, marrying those two things and doing that in Nicaragua seemed to make a lot of sense to me. And so, uh, so in 2014, I quit my job and started full time at, uh, with my wife and I started get strong ministries. That's awesome. That's awesome. And so what, so where, where do you work out when you're home? Work out and still coach at CrossFit Hendersonville. All right, all right. Yeah, that they've. Uh, I've been there. It's, it's yeah, little, fabulous community. Little bitty it's, box out, out yeah, there. Yeah, right. Yeah, a little small <laughs> hole in the wall. Uh, yeah, great people and re- and really they have had Ryan and Lindsay, the owners of that gym. Have just I'm really just recreating in Nicaragua what they have created at Hendersonville. It's just this great community of people that um, you know. As I said before, it's like if. You, you want to explore your faith a little further there's opportunity but it's never going to be never going to be pushed in your face yeah so so tell me about um why crossfit and like for lack of a better term like evangelism why why this platform to why are you using this platform how how did that how does that come together um crossfit and like faith stuff how, how does that even work together yeah that's a great that's a great question so first first part is that that's what I was doing already. Hmm. So I was doing that at, in Hendersonville. So I was leading men, uh, just teaching them how to, you know, how to live out their faith in their lives. And so just the, just the CrossFit and people say it all the time that, you know, it just creates this community that brings all these different types of people together, different backgrounds, you know, this diverse population of people and just strips away all the differences. And it's just, you're just kind of there together. And, um, and so that, that's true, uh, in Nicaragua as well. I don't know about other cultures, but I see that, uh, that same 
Uh, same thing happens in our gym in Nicaragua. The difference there is they have more time. They don't really have anywhere to go. So when they get done with their workout, there's a lot of sitting around after, uh, you know, there's 20, 30 minutes just to talk about, talk about your life. And so, mm-hmm. you know, as, as life happens to people and, uh, you know, we get to kind of live that out in front of them and share, you know, well, this is, that's happened to me or, you know, this is why I would come here. And so it just allows for these uh, just very real and natural conversations just to, just to take place. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's, you know, one of my loves about CrossFit is building community and the allowance of community. There's something about, you know, kind of suffering with other people through a workout or or, um, or whatever. And then, you know, kind of laying there trying to not die on the floor. And, and like all of a sudden you're like, oh, hey. And then you're talking about life, you know, like right, with the person right. that's yeah. also trying not to die beside you. you right. <laughs> yeah. We can share in that. It's great. Yeah. Keep each other alive. There's this commensurating in the misery. And, right. Um, yeah. So, so CrossFit yields community, which gives you a platform to, to talk about life. Yep. Right. Yeah. And so I see, you know, you, you think about the ways that, you know, this is just, I don't know if it's my style or just what I believe or, or how that works, but it's just like, there's this, it's cool to have a, a very natural way to talk about things that are important to you, whether it's faith or whether it's, you know, Tennessee football or whatever it is, like things that you're passionate about, those things are just going to come out of you naturally in conversation. Mm -hmm. And so to, you know, you don't, I don't go around knocking on people's door, telling them about Tennessee football, but you know, if somebody asked me about Tennessee football, I might talk about it. I don't know why I use Tennessee football as an, as an example, but, but you get it. You know, it's like, you know, to, just to have a natural way to talk to people is, is just a, is just a cool element to be able to use. Yeah. I feel like Tennessee football is a, is a bad example. Um, <laughs> just because I feel like it's, always in your face here <laughs> right yeah right and I, that's for sure there's no question and, and i don't i don't know that that's alluring to me <laughs> yeah yeah i get it nah i mean i should have thought that would throw a little better yeah, it's fine. It's fine. It's fine. i'm just messing with you yeah um i just got to take the shots where i can yeah no question uh, yeah yeah so um so you okay? So let me just back up and get this get this straight here. So you 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 go to Nicaragua on a, on a mission trip with your church. Yep. Okay. While you're there, you go. You know what this place needs is CrossFit. Right. Um. Like, what were you doing? What was the mission trip? What were you doing on that first mission trip? Yeah. So the, the first time I went, I went with a group of my friends to. Uh, we went backpacking into the mountains of Nicaragua. Uh, and we would show a an evangelistic film mm. uh, up in the mountains. And so it was, you know, there's no power up there. So we had generators, and so it's it's a huge. People would walk for three or four hours to come watch this movie because they don't they don't have any access to anything like that. Mm. All of a sudden, there are these group of Americans in the middle of their of their mountain with a TV projector, you know, set up, and so they they would come from from a long way. And so I had never been camping before, uh, but my friends were going. So I wanted to, I wanted to be part of that. And I swore I would never go back. I was like, these people need my money more than they need 
me to come. Mm. And so uh, it took me a while to process that when I got back and realized that they, they don't need my money. They, mm. they don't really need anything uh, physically like that. They don't have the things that we have, but they don't, they're not starving. They have clothes. No, they don't have the clothes that we have, but they have enough clothes. And so I, as, as I processed that, uh, I was like, okay, I would go back and do that again. Um, if somebody asked me to go, but I, mm-hmm. but I was like, Lord, for the record, I don't want to go anymore. <laughs> and, and so every year someone would come up to me and they would say, Hey Scott, are you going on that backpacking trip to Nicaragua again? I'm like, yeah, let's go. You know, but you know, mm-hmm. even though in the back of my mind, I was like, man, I really don't want to do that again. <laughs> and so, uh, ended up playing baseball there, uh, for a few years, there was a baseball group that started. Uh, through that, which is another ministry now called Full Count Ministries, but we would go over. So I'd go over once a year, backpack another time, play baseball, and then I just fell in love with the place, with the people, mm. with their culture, with the food, with the pace of life, with everything over there. And my heart just softened for that place, mm. and uh, and I just I just fell in love with it, and it became something that I did not want to to have in my life. I wanted that to be. Uh, part of who I was. And so it was just this kind of transition to, uh, to this full time, you know, the Lord getting my attention over time and until I could, you know, pull the trigger and yeah. and go full time. Wow. So what were you doing before for a job? Yeah. So I was a VP of sales mm-hmm. for a call center outsourcing company. So we would do, uh, you know, a lot of, a lot of customer service, you know, like I lost my, I can't, I can't remember my password. Mm-hmm. I need help with my cell phone. Uh, uh, so I had a lot of, a lot of big customers, iPhone or Apple was a customer, Samsung, a customer, mm-hmm. Equifax was a customer. So that's some big name customers that, um, that we helped, but I'm not sure. I see how it has prepared me a little bit for what I'm doing now, just to kind of keep a small business basically, uh, the ministry running and, connecting with people and kind of getting the word out about what we do and, and being mm-hmm. able to do that. Yeah. Yeah. So I did that for 12 years. Oh yeah. Yeah. So what, how long ago did you go full time? To get uh, we, uh, we started, I, I quit my job in September, 2014. How hard was that transition? Well, I'll tell you my, my email, that email that I typed to my boss sat in my inbox for a little while. It was that, you know, like, I don't know if I want to, you know, once you push send, it's, a, it's, mm-hmm. it's out. Right. And so, uh, but I'll tell you, Jacob, it was, there were so many factors that, you know, so many arrows that pointed to this is what I was supposed to do. And so many things that mm-hmm. had happened that, I mean, I have a list uh, because there are days when I think, what in the world have you done? Yeah, um, yeah. you know, but, but, but I have a list of things that happened throughout 2014 that just made it super clear that this is what I'm supposed to do. And so mm-hmm. while there was that kind of human, uh, fear of man, once I quit this job, it's over, I can't go back. Um, uh, I was still at the same time, very confident that this is what I'm supposed to do. And there was some excitement about, you know, doing something so risky and, you know, really kind of going for it and doing something that was such a passion for me. And like, I was excited about, about that piece of it, even though right. I, there were a lot of, there were a lot of blanks to be filled in yeah. uh, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. I get that. 
So were you, are you like, does your wife work as well? Or are you the, the only one that's bringing in money at this point? Like what, like I'm just, yeah. I'm just kind of trying to, you know, like wrap my mind around the heaviness <laughs> right. of this decision. Like, yeah. like I realize, like you're saying it in a way that seems like, yeah, it's, you know, it's just what it was and I was going to do it and, that, and that's cool. But like, there's, there's some, there's some weight there yeah. behind this. Right. I mean, right. Yeah. <laughs> When I came to my wife and told her, I was like, you know what? I think that <laughs> she'd been home for 12 years. And when I came home to came to her and I said, hey, you know, I think that, um, you know, I think I'm supposed to quit my job and, and be a missionary in Nicaragua full time. And she just kind of like shook her head, looked at me like I was like I was nuts. And I wasn't real sure that I wasn't nuts either. <laughs> right, right. Uh, you know, that was, so that was not the validation. I <laughs> right. Wanted. I was I like, wanted right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And so. So we um, we started making a list of the obstacles for like what's this look like logistically because I'm she's more of the you know analytical let's think through this a little bit and I'm the more right. let's go for it and we'll figure it out as we go yeah, she's practical analytical yes. she she needs to see it work on paper right and I'm like I'll be fine yeah let's just go for it yeah and uh, which okay. is great I need her um, and so she, so we started writing down that we made a list of all that, you know, what are we going to do for health insurance? What's retirement look mm-hmm. like? What does, you know, my son was just about to start his senior year of uh, high school at a private school. How do we pay for that? We don't want him to change mm-hmm. schools. Are we supposed to move to Nicaragua? Do we go back and forth? You know, it's like all these kind of things, that, obstacles. And, and, and it was like one by one, those things just got checked off the list. Like things would happen. So I'll tell you the, this was kind of the straw that broke the camel's back. I'm going to kind of make this a little bit short, but basically there's my wife right now. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, So if you guys haven't noticed Scott's outside, there's someone installing a dishwasher this morning inside. So he's outside. You keep hearing the, uh, I don't know, cicadas or something. Maybe I don't, I don't know. I don't know what that is. Yeah. That sounds Um, good. We'll go up every now and then. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry about that. No, you're fine. So, so yeah, so, so we were, we were trying to figure out the, the income situation because it were a hundred percent support based. So the only yeah. money we live on is through donations. And so, you know, trying to raise support to do this and what's, you know, how do you make that a long-term thing versus people just, you know, doing one time. And so hmm. my wife who had been home for 12 years uh, said, you know, I'll go back to work. Uh, I'll find a place with insurance and so she was just so willing to to jump in and do that. But but uh-huh. kind of the last last thing that happened was I called. I had been talking to some other missionaries, like how does this work? Asking these same questions, like you're asking. Uh-huh. And the last, the one that I talked to last, named Terry Parks, and Terry was the missionary that we had been going to Nicaragua with my church. Uh-huh. And uh, and so I asked him the last question before I hung up. I said, Terry, how did you know where you were supposed to go? Like I did, was there, you know, were you called to a place, to a people, to a, like, how'd you know? Mm-hmm. And I said, because I really feel like the Lord's calling me to come to Nicaragua. And it was dead silence on his end. And I thought, man, he's, he's like, I don't want this guy in Nicaragua. He wants me to, he didn't know what to say. He didn't want me, he didn't, well, he was crying. He said, oh, he geez. said, my wife and I have been praying for someone to come and uh and help us in what we're doing and so mm. that was like at that point i was like okay i'm supposed to go 
And so I get off the phone with him, go talk to my wife. And I said, Christy, you're not going to believe this. And she said, well, you're not going to believe this either, but you go first. And so I explained to her what happened. And she said, well, while you were on the phone, I got a phone call from a guy that I went to high school with that owns his own company. And he said he heard that I might be looking for a job. He offered me a full-time job with benefits, and I start on Monday. And it was just like at the yeah. exact same time. And so we were, and so that was a great confirmation for her that maybe Scott hasn't lost his mind. Uh, like these things are, things are, yeah, things are, <laughs> right. Things are working out, but, uh, but it just gave us a lot of confidence that that's what we were supposed to do. So all that to say, those kinds of things happened throughout 2014 that gave us confidence. Mm-hmm. And then even practically, income, insurance, those kinds of things also took care of themselves. So it was just a way that we felt like the, you know, like just, a, again, just confirmation that this this is what we're supposed to do and, and the Lord's going to work out the details. Yeah, that's incredible. That's, yeah, that's just amazing. And so what is what does that look like, you know, now? That's, um, what, like a few years later? Like, yeah, six years. <laughs> you know, yeah. yeah, we're, we're uh, yeah, just about or right out, I guess. Um, yeah. Where, what, what is, what does that look like? How has that changed over the, is she still working that same job? Like, are you more secure in terms of like, don't Did you figure out that donation thing of like, how are we going to have revolving <laughs> support as opposed right. to like one time support, you know? Yeah. So, so once we, so I went to initially went to work for the agency that I had been going with, that was kind of start. So I didn't have to start my own nonprofit and I didn't have to build a website and I didn't have to do all the, things right up front i could just i could just get started in nicaragua and so uh so they would get a portion of the money that i raised to kind of run the business side and so uh, about a year in we realized let's if, if we started our our own ministry we could be a little more specific to what we want to do and then we could take that portion that we're giving to them and i could give it to my wife and she could run the business side and so now uh, we get to work together, which is great. She can go with me, so we're not apart so much. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, so she she manages all the donor, uh, all the donor management. She books the trips for us, handles the logistics for that. She gets the privilege of working with the IRS and running the the business side of the of the ministry. And so uh, so that has been that's been fantastic to get to work with her and doing that. It's challenges at times when you're, when you work with and are married to same person, it can be, it can be tough, you know? So, yeah, especially when she's in charge of payroll, right? Yeah, exactly. You know, I, uh, you suddenly get a pay not, cut it's one not week. Great. <laughs> <laughs> right. Exactly. Yeah. What happens? Yeah. So oh, you know, are paid. nothing you're more romantic. Yeah, right. yeah. There's nothing more romantic, you know, when you're laying in bed and reach lean over and ask your wife, you know, like, Hey, what'd you say the balance in the ministry was again? You know, like it's nothing. Yeah. yeah. It's hard, hard to turn it off sometimes. That's funny. So what about so, yeah, your kids? Like over, over the last five years, I guess one graduated and went on or, you know, like what's, how, how, how did they handle all of this change? Yeah. So they, we tra- so I traveled a lot with my other jobs. So that was relatively simple for them. I was gone. I was probably gone more. Uh, at my other job, but just not as, as in as big of chunks of time. So yeah, my son graduated, my son Cole, he went into the air force. Uh, he's in Iraq as we speak, uh, uh, deployed. And so he's, uh, 
she's doing that married and they have seven year old or seven month old uh, daughter Layton. Oh, wow. And so then my daughter is about to start the nursing program at Western Kentucky. So, okay. Yeah. Uh, yeah so they're, uh, they're doing, doing their thing and they've, they've all, they've both been multiple times and, and they love to love to go and love the, love our team uh, that's in Nicaragua. And so they're mm-hmm. all like, like, they're like all my kids, you know, I'm, yeah. I'm the old guy. So, uh, so they're, they're all my children feels like. Yeah. So you, so in terms of like, like you, you still have a house here, you still live here in town and then ideally you're there, um, you know, a, a third of the time every month. Right. Is that, is that basically how it yeah. breaks down? Yeah. 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 Third to a half. Yeah. Yeah. And that's awesome. And so what, what are the goals of the ministry in terms of the, I guess the, the mission work in terms like, like what, what happens when you go down there? Like the teams go and where do those teams come from? Like who are these people and um, why would they want to go work out on these uh, mission trips? <laughs> yeah, that's a, that's, that's a great question. So, uh, so we have people that come from all over the United States that go with us on these trips. And so they are, uh, I would say the vast majority are CrossFitters, but not all. Like a lot mm-hmm. of people go like, I want to go be part of what you're doing in the community and around the place, but I am not working out while I'm there. Like, <laughs> and so it's, it's all over the board, mm-hmm. uh, from that standpoint. So we were just, uh, we were just up in Dover, Delaware, talking to a gym there that's bringing a team. Uh, mm-hmm. we've had people from, from Texas, California, North Carolina, uh, Wyoming, Florida, like all over the place that have come to to go on these trips with us. And I'm always amazed at how brave people are just to, you know, send me a message on Instagram. And then next thing I know, I'm seeing them in the airport in Nicaragua. So it's uh, it's, it's pretty amazing that, that people crazy, would, yeah. would trust like that. But uh, so we take these teams over. So we're constantly, and that's part of what we're doing we're, when we're back in the, in the United States is we're recruiting people to come on trips. We always mm-hmm. are looking for people to go with us. And so uh, we use, we try to use the talents and passions of the team to make an impact in the community that we're in. And so that's the benefit of going back to the same place mm-hmm. is you develop relationships in the community. So we've had uh, dental clinics we've had chiropractic clinics we've done stuff with the schools when teachers have come uh, a lot of the coaches that come with us we uh we train our coaches that mm-hmm. are they're in our gym because they do not have the access or ability to come and have any kind of formal training so right uh so we're we're not just working out in the gym. We've got relationships in the community with uh, with a women's shelter, with a men's alcohol rehab center, lots of uh, needy families in the community that we have personal relationships that we we try to take care of from just a you know meeting physical needs uh, standpoint. It's there's just a lot in that community that we can do mm-hmm. there from a not just a spiritual perspective, but also from a just a physical needs. Um, you know, and just kind of support perspective. And so, uh, so we want to do that. And, and again, to us, that's the advantage of being in the community is you can just invest in all the parts of those people's lives. And so, yeah. uh, so our, from a, like a mission, mission perspective, ministry perspective, our goal is to teach people how to 
how to follow Christ with their lives. And so the, our coaches in the gym uh, teach them that. So they have the opportunity. We call them discipleship groups or D groups. Mm-hmm. And so they um, they meet in these small four or five group, four or five people groups, and they read uh, through the Bible. They don't read the entire Bible. But they read through the big chunks of the Bible and then talk about what's that what's that mean for me? Like, a, mm-hmm. you know, how, how do I how does that change who I am when I how I treat my wife and how I am at work and what kind of father I am and the way that I spend my money and, and, and all the different things that that ways that that impacts their life. And so yeah. uh, we want to be a resource for them to be able to, to do that. Now, what about like cultural differences? Do you bump up against that sometimes? Like, are, are there, I, I, I really have no idea. Like, is there, is there much difference? Like, are, are, are they concerned about you Americanizing them and, taking away their traditions or culture, uh, you know, in the process, or is it pretty close to being similar? I don't know. Uh, yeah. So, so they, there are definitely some cultural differences. Um, I don't think they worry about, um, us Americanizing them. I think they, I think they want that. I think we want, I want that less than they want that. They, we immediately have influence with them because we are American, which is, interesting to me so so it's a it's a place (laughs) where i would think the uh in my opinion i'd rather talk jesus than uh usa but that's just yeah i mean i I love the usa don't get me wrong but (laughs) i get it all those people listening right now are being like oh great he's a commie and i'm like no i'm I'm not at all but you know like our our uh our idea of you know sharing cultures is domination and you come our way you know, <laughs> yeah. yeah, for sure. And I think, and that's a challenge for us because yeah. you know, people say, you know, that you want, they want to go over there and you, and like with the best intentions and best hearts, like, Oh, I need to give them this. Like this guy doesn't even have any Oli shoes. Like, how's he going to, you know, how's he going to snatch? He doesn't have Oli shoes and, you, mm-hmm. know, and you, you don't have your own jump rope and this poor fellow doesn't have, you know, the have enough chalk, you know, it's like all these things that, that, well, people, that we think that they right need. There. They need yeah, chalk. Right. I don't know what you're talking yeah, about. Yeah, that might that, chalk that makes might you be stronger. I don't know about shoes. But chalk is <laughs> not for me chalk. so far. Yeah. <laughs> so that's a you know that's a definite cultural difference in I think the way the things that we value. So they don't have a lot of material things, so they value time much mm. more than we do. And so they would never they would never walk away from a conversation because they had another appointment. You know, where we would say, hey, I'm sorry, I got to go. I got a 10 o'clock meeting. They would never do that. Uh, And so there's something both beautiful and frustrating. You know, like I I, I would like to have that attitude. And I I think I predominantly do. I don't I don't I don't cram my schedule ever. I don't like the fast pacedness of life. Like if I have to be somewhere, I'm waking up hours ahead of time. So I don't have to rush. You know, like I, I, I don't like rushing, but. I also feel bad being the person that's sitting there waiting who, you know, for, for the next thing, you know, so it's, it's like, that's a, that's a struggle. um, They don't struggle with it at all. So you will be waiting and you know, and you just kind of know that, you know, that somebody says 10 o'clock, it means sometime before 1130. Like it doesn't really mean 10, (laughs) you know, it's not going to be before 10. Yeah. But uh, you know, so that, that part's really, really cool. And, and so they love when you come to visit them. So that's one of the things that we try to do on the trips is we take the team to visit people because mm. they love to have you in their homes. Like you show up 
and you know they're trying to pull out chairs for you they're making coffee then we get you some tortillas and it is so awesome you know and i tell them all the time like if if eight Nicaraguans walk up on my front porch, I'm like, I'm getting the guns. Like something's going down. This is not, you know, so that's, that's a huge cultural difference that, you know, we, yeah, we yeah. were very, uh, I guess, protective and skeptical about those kinds of things where they're, they're very open to, mm-hmm. um, you know, to us being there. I love that. I love that. There's, yeah, I've done lots of, work in in rural areas and they're very much like that in in our country um they still have that hospitality of like come here i want to give you my best um i remember visiting people and they would dress up in like their sunday best you know just because they were having a visitor like it was that important to them kind of thing um did a lot of missionary work in rural tennessee and that's what it was like you know and then you'd drive up on somebody's house unexpected and be met with a shotgun in your face, right. but, you know, like, you know, kind of goes, goes, right. goes back and forth. Give and take, <laughs> circle of life. Um, but yeah, I mean that, yeah, that, I mean, that just sounds beautiful. I, I remember when we, uh, talked at ugly mug, um, and you were telling me about this and I just left like ready to quit my job and like, yeah. just come, come do CrossFit in Nicaragua for the rest of my life. I'm I remember to have a family, but yeah, but yeah, I, I mean, yeah, I think it's so neat. And, um, to me, there's there's several things, um, and this probably is super off topic for you know what this podcast is. So you know whatever if you if you want to move on to the next one, I won't fault you for it. Nor will I even know. So, <laughs> <clears throat> but there's several things. One, um, the the church as a whole uh, needs to do more ministry like this. Um, it's not about the wins and losses. It, it's about the relationships, and and once you have a relationship with somebody it offers you the freedom and the flexibility to have real conversations with them. You, yeah. you get to earn that conversation as opposed to being entitled to it or feeling like you need to, um, you know, push somebody or, you know, whatever, so that you can get your win, you know? Yeah. And um, I love the way that you do that. You, you earn relational, um, you, you build up that relational bank account. So that yeah. then you can have real conversations with people and, and they may or may not be about faith and that's fine, but you have that bank account built up to the point where you can make a withdrawal if you need to, you know, and, and, and vice versa into your life from them. Um, and I think that that's just a beautiful thing. Um, the, the other thing is that just your willingness to be present with people is something we, we lose a lot of. Um, and you're talking about like, you know, them not worrying about time or whatever, but, um, I understand the other side of that too, being that in order to not worry about time, you have to be fully present with somebody and you have to care about what they're saying. You have to be actively listening and you actually have to like give a crap, you know? (laughs) Yeah. Um, and so when that happens, I mean, that's when the best conversations happen because like if you're meeting with your friend over coffee and all of a sudden it's like, Oh my gosh, I got to pick up my kid at school. Like you've had those moments in life, but to have, um, that be what life is like where you're fully engaged into humanity around you, um, is just an absolutely beautiful thing. Um, and then you get to make a complete difference in the world by raising their health and wellness um, above world statistics, right? Yeah. And, and you find 
impoverished people with with bloated stomachs that are are trying are not eating enough and not, the only exercise they get is survival um, yes. which adds stress which also diminishes their lifespan there and, and all these cycles that keep running in their lives and you're coming in and and completely changing that and and that's an incredible thing yeah we've had a lot of help but you know we, the, we talked about the teams coming in we had a, a nutrition expert come in and she spent she's probably been four times now she's mm-hmm. coming again in september but she spent hours in the grocery store and in the market on the street like just figuring out what do they have access to like i don't want to come in and give them the you know right. my normal speech like here's what you, you know, do go to Publix. Right. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So, I mean, that, Stop that's, on the been, outside. that's been, yeah, yeah. Stay away from the cereal. So, you know, that was, that was just a huge thing for, for the community around our gym, just to, to have a resource like that, to come in and talk to them about how to eat and, uh, you know, what to eat and eat more of this and less of that. And just give uh-huh. us a real practical ways to try to do that. So it's, that's, that's been a, you know, when you talk about that, it reminded me that how, you know, how important it is for those people from the team to come because everybody has, you know, a different skill set mm-hmm. uh, to do that. And so, you know, the relationships there, I mean, we, we've built those relationships over, over those six years. And, you know, you were talking about building up that bank account. And I think that's where, you know, because you have that relationship, when something does happen mm-hmm. for them, good, bad, something they just want to share because they're excited. So they, so when you, so when I go back and they, they did get their first pull up, you know, yeah. they're excited to talk about it or yeah, yeah. you go back and they, you know, they've done something, you know, spiritual that they're excited about. Then mm-hmm. they share that. Like it's just, it just opens this door to make it easy to, to connect that way. And so that's so cool. Uh, that's been, that's been really good. Yeah. Yeah. So in terms of like funding for you guys, that was a really quick change. Sorry. Um, yeah, that's okay. <laughs> I was just thinking about that. Like, w- can you break that down for me? Like, is it is it um, predominantly funded through the trips? Is it you know like where how percentage wise how does that work? Private donations, corporate donations. Like, what what's your percentage in, in terms of that? Because like I I've run mission camps and stuff like that. And, um, trips are are where we, we made the most of of our money. Um, so like, which I think is a beautiful system because one, that person kind of gets something. It's like when you, uh, support something, you get a t-shirt. Yeah. You know, like you both get a win on that. Like like you you get something, they get something. Um, and it, and it helps continue for the next person, you know, to have an experience. But how does that work with you guys? Yeah. So for the trips, uh, we don't make a lot of money on the trips. We, the, our purpose for the trip is just to try to get our trip costs covered gotcha. uh, so that we're not having to pay because it's, it's pretty expensive to go. Mm-hmm. Um, and so we don't want it to make it, we don't want that to be too much of an obstacle. So more of an uh, experience exposure kind of thing. Yeah. 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 Gotcha. And so hopefully from that, uh, people will, get behind what we're doing, whether that's financially, that's awesome. And whether it's, Hey, I'm going to come back every year. So a lot of the people that come with us, they come, you know, they come in February. That's the year they always come. And it's kind of the same nucleus of people. And so those relationships build as well. That's cool. Yeah. And then the rest of the rest of the funding is through, uh, you know, through friends and family, like just people that have, you know, that we've talked to or that have heard about us that want to 
I'm going to give. So mm-hmm. uh, we normally have a banquet uh, every year. We didn't have it this year. So that's about, that's about 30% of our, oh. uh, our giving that we, we didn't get this year. Yeah. Uh, but you know, it's been, it's been okay. We're still, uh, we're still eating. Uh, so it's, <laughs> it's, it's, it's good. We're, uh, we've been, been taken care of for sure, but it's, uh, but that's where, that's where our funding comes from. Gotcha. Gotcha. Um, wow. That's, that's, a, that's a lot. Wow. So you, so how do you foster those relationships? How do you continue to have those people that are willing to give every year? Is there, is there some way that you stay connected with them year round or is it just like luck? I mean, like, <laughs> I, I don't think it's that's luck. impressive to have to, <laughs> to basically like 70% of your, um, income for lack of better words, um, is, is through private donations. Yeah. Like that's Yeah. Just trying to stay in front of people. Yeah. It's, uh, yeah, I I think that's another way that, you know, the, the Lord's been faithful to us and just bringing people in, Mm -hmm. you know, sometimes it's at the last minute, but, uh, but there's, there's seems to always be enough. And so, uh, want to make sure that give credit where credit's due there, but I do work very hard at that. And it's something Mm -hmm. that, uh, that's why we go back and forth because that's part of what we do when we're, when we're home and, uh, just keeping up with those people. And, uh, you know, we send out monthly newsletter and we're on social media. And so mm-hmm. that, I think people see that, uh, that what we're doing is making a difference. Yeah. You know, it's not just a, you know, we're not a, a go make you feel good about yourself mm-hmm. mission trip. Like we have a mission and it's, specific and there might be a lot of ways we accomplish that mission, but the mission stays the same. Mm-hmm. And so, uh, and so we, we want to be, we want to be out in front with that. And so, uh, so yeah, it's just, uh, like this kind of lots of different avenues of, of why I think people, uh, continue to do that. And so, uh, so yeah, it's, uh, it is, it is amazing that over the amount of time that we've been doing it, that it has, um, sustained itself. And so mm-hmm. that for us, it's just further confirmation that we're doing what we're supposed to be doing. That's crazy. Yeah. I mean, that's, I, yeah, I don't even have the right words of how impressive it is to, that you guys function on private donations with that big of a percentage. Like yeah. that's, that's incredible. Yeah. <laughs> that's yeah, that's people is. that are truly sold out for what you're doing and behind yeah. you. And that's, that's, that's unbelievable to me. I've, gosh, I have, I have a little bit of experience with nonprofits yeah. <laughs> in my life, like uh, like my entire life. The last I shake my head every month. I'm like, okay, yeah. this is yeah, this is more like, than I could have done on my incredible. own. So that's yeah, incredible. it's a it's a it's a it's a heavy weight when it's when things are tight. It's hard to it's hard to focus, you know, because you're you you worry about those things that everybody worries about, mm-hmm. and so uh, to have that. I'll say taken care of, but, you know, seeing the Lord's faithfulness in the way that he has always provided for us keeps us from worrying so much about what's going to happen because he's, he's shown up so many times Yeah, yeah. Uh, that it's like, okay, well, he'll, he'll figure it out. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Man, that's cool. Well, uh, let's take a little break and then uh, we'll come back and talk about moving forward. What do you Sounds think? good. Great. Be right back.
This podcast is brought to you by NutriShop Franklin. Go on by NutriShop Franklin for all your personal needs. You need supplements? They got it. You need your protein? They got it. You need to pick me up? You need to drink a bang? They got it. So go check them out in Franklin in the Cool Springs area. When you stop in and you see Kyle, say, hey, Jacob said you got some good stuff here. I'll tell you, you won't be disappointed because they have unrivaled customer service. So go check them out and tell them you heard about them on the Barbell Voodoo Podcast. All right, welcome back, everybody. Um, so, what what's what's going on? Okay, let me ask a couple of questions, um, and you can pick which one to start with. How about that? Deal. Um, okay, one. Um, what's get strong like moving forward? Two. Um, how can people be involved with it? And and three. Um, what are your biggest needs? Okay. So let's go with um, how people can be involved. So we are always looking for people to come on trips with us. And so um, if this is of any interest on any level, um, our Instagram page, Get Strong Ministries, I think it's get underscore strong underscore ministries. Like Mm -hmm. follow that. There's tons of information there about the trips. There's frequently asked questions stuff in the highlights like you'll you'll find everything you need there and then on our website getstrongministries.com uh has all my contact information as well but but we love people to come with us so 2021 is probably the best shot right now because uh, again we're hoping to go hoping to go back in september but not holding my breath mm-hmm. and so uh so that would be that would be one way and then what's next for us is um, something that we are thinking and praying through. And I don't mean that like in a generic way. Like we have, we we pray at 1030 on Friday um, mm-hmm. for um, for some land. So right now we, we rent our house and we rent our gym. So two separate locations, very close to each other. But we have found some land in the very center of the, of the town we're in. And so I have this vision of this huge space, gym space, because we're outgrowing our space Mm -hmm. that we're in now, uh, that has the house attached to it where we can bring, we can run our gym. We can bring people in from all over Nicaragua, all of the gyms in Nicaragua and teach them about how do I coach, uh, you know, Olympic lifting, nutrition, like any kind of topic, and then how to do discipleship in their gym and then send them back to their gym where they already have influence and basically copy what we're doing Mm -hmm. at Get Strong Fitness. And so that way we don't have to reinvent the wheel all over the globe. And so to me, that seems like the fastest way to do that. So people would come to Nicaragua in this Mm -hmm. new facility. Get trained and go go back to their parts of the world. Yep, that's cool. And it could be yeah, it could be all over Nicaragua. Where we are about thirty minutes from the border of Honduras, so mm-hmm. Honduras is an easy way. Uh, Costa Rica, Guatemala, like it's just a, it would be those those countries have free reign with each other, so they could come they come in and out of borders all the time. 
And so it would be, be a easy hub to have for something like that. Mm-hmm. And even, even South America, I mean, I think with some of the connections that we're starting to gain in the CrossFit community, I think people would travel and come yeah, to, yeah. uh, to, to do that and be around those trainers and around those people. Uh, and so it gives, gives us a huge opportunity there. And then in the community to have things like English classes, uh, there's a lady that comes to our gym that's a hairstylist that's, uh, you know, I can teach people how to, to cut hair. So just being a resource in the community as well. Mm-hmm. So we've become this like community hub and then outside of, you know, in, in Nicaragua and then in Central America and then in potentially Latin America as a whole. And so there's just a this more opportunity than I can even like every time I think about it, I come up with something else that we can do. But there's just no end to what we could do uh, being able to, to operate that way. So that's what I think is the future for us. And so we want to, you know, we want to make as big an impact as we can in the time that we have. And I think that's probably the fastest way to do that because we've been taking weights over um, in our check bags, 50 pounds at a time for the last six years. And so uh, to think about trying to start that again, it's just such a long process uh, to do that, that this feels like a much, uh, a much faster and efficient way to, to do that. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So what's keeping you from that? Um, Well, being able to go see the land, Mm -hmm. um, I, I'm a little skeptical, a little hesitant to buy land without seeing it first. Mm-hmm. Um, our team goes there. So the, our team of about six local Nicaraguan people, they go to the land on Fridays and pray at that, at that land. And then I have about a team of about eight people here in the U.S. And we're taking that specific time on Fridays, praying at the same time that they're at the land. Um, but still, I want to see it first, mm-hmm. uh, I think, at least at this point. So... Uh, so once we do that, then it's probably going to be, uh, be a, a fundraising opportunity for me to, to try to raise the money to do that. Uh, mm-hmm. the land somewhere around, uh, around $35,000 and then we would have to build, uh, the facility on top of that. So we don't obviously don't have a price for that yet because we haven't pulled the trigger on the land. So, mm-hmm. uh, starting to look, look more closely at those things as well. Yeah. Yeah. So once you once you see it and you um I guess have a fundraiser, right? Yeah. Um but then you have to have another fundraiser to recoup what you've what you've lost this year. <laughs> right. 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 <laughs> a fundraiser. Yeah. Um, yeah. And so what what's the goal for that? Like is that to be done in the next year? I would love to I would love to start. I mean I, I don't see it's kind of one of those things where I, I like let's go for it. Let's see what what happens. Let's wait till the let's let's keep walking forward until the door shuts in our face. You know, like mm-hmm. once we know we're not supposed to do it, then let's stop. But until then, uh, you know, we want to keep we want to keep moving forward. You know, I, one of my personal prayers is is Lord, I want to be at the front of what you're doing. I don't want to mm-hmm. be I don't want to be too far behind, and I don't want to be ahead of you. But I want to be the guy that goes for it. Uh, yeah. for you. And so, uh, I, I want that. So, uh, not in a careless and reckless way, but, 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 uh, but sometimes you just have to jump mm-hmm. and, uh, and see what happens. Yeah. Yeah. Is that, is that faith? 
I think that's what it's called. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Right. yeah. I've heard of that so, before. Yeah. <laughs> so, so how, how can, I mean, so you, you already have people coming around, people can book trips. Um, what, what's your, what's your goal for that? Like every CrossFit gym come down there at some point and just hang out and do a thing. Yeah. I mean, the more that this grows and the more influence or I don't know if it's influence, it's at least presence, I guess, in in more and more gyms around, uh, around the United States, I, I see, um, a very similar thing happening in the U S as well. What's happening in Nicaragua It's like, how can we use discipleship in those gyms where we do have contacts with people? And hmm. how do we, how do we do the same thing here that we're doing there? Does it make sense to me to only do that in Nicaragua? It doesn't make sense for me to get a group of people and fly to Nicaragua to do something that I'm not even doing at home. So that's absolutely happening at CrossFit Hendersonville. Uh, something that I have been doing for, uh, for the 10 years that I've been there uh, and it's happening with other, not just me, there are other people mm-hmm. doing that in CrossFit mm-hmm. Hendersonville as well. And so uh, wanting to do that in other, other gyms around the U S is something that has been uh, during the stay at home pandemic time, looking at how can we impact here? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's something we looked a lot at as well. There. Um, well, and the reality is other countries are sending missionaries here to do right. that. Yeah, you know, that's the reality. Um, so, I mean, that's, I mean, yeah. So the qu- big question, um, so do you have to, do you have to have some kind of faith um, to go on these trips? It's a great question. Absolutely not. Uh, I've had, I will say a lot of people have had probably close to 10 people that have been on trips with us that have no, no no desire to pursue faith, but they love the humanitarian aspect of it. They love the, that's really cool to go work out in another culture and, in another gym. Uh, it's, uh, you know, it's been, you know, that, that's something that we absolutely do. We're not pushy. Uh, you know, as I mentioned, I'm not going to, you know, you're not going to go like, Oh good. We've got this guy out of the country. We're going to, we're going to corner him. Right, <laughs> you right. know, it's no, yeah. nothing like that at all, but we are going to talk about, but we are going to talk about Jesus while we're there. Mm-hmm. I had a guy say one time, uh, he was talking to a, a group of parents for a youth group and they were like, I don't want my kid to be, you know, I don't want you to like put a lot of pressure on them or I don't want to be talking about, you know, Jesus all the time. And he's like, well, you're sending them to church camp. You know, like if you paid to send them to baseball camp and they didn't talk about baseball, you'd be furious. <laughs> you know, so it's it's kind of the same, yeah, kind of the yeah, same yeah. deal. So we're we're going to talk about it, but we don't we don't ask people to like, hey, will you pray? Hey, will you give your testimony? We'll give opportunities for that, but mm-hmm. but we never put anybody on the spot. So so yeah. bring it on if you want to go. Let's go. <laughs> good, good. I like I like that. That's really cool. Well, cool. Anything else? Like what else? Anything? Besides I don't think so. I, I, I wanted just, to replicate this around the world. I mean, that little yeah, thing. Yeah, that and <laughs> and here, here and then and yeah, around the world. I you know just ask that people would like check us out. Go look at the stuff. See if it's interesting to you. Uh, you know, if it sparks any kind of passion in you at all or any interest, then you know, reach out to me. I'm glad to talk about it or answer specific questions or. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I, I love to talk about what's what's going on there and 
and uh, glad to come out to to your gym. Like I, I was in, I think I mentioned it was in Dover at CrossFit Dover, and uh, you know we had a little little meet and greet and talked through the what we do, and they're going to bring a team next year, and so it's just a, it's a great way in your in your gym too to build some community. Uh, to go experience something like that together. So, yeah, yeah there's there's uh, there's few things that build uh, relationships more than traveling together. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know, if sure. you're doing something difficult. True colors come out. That's for sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, well, man, that's awesome. Um, yeah. And so, one more time, how how do people get connected with you? I know you yeah, just, in, but... in Instagram, Facebook, Get Strong Ministries, uh, GetStrongMinistries dot com. All my contact information's out there, so I'd love to love to talk more about it. Cool. And so, no matter where you are, you can get involved and uh, help this thing out, or be a part of it. You know, um, in twenty twenty one. That's right. <laughs> or twenty twenty two. But yeah, whenever twenty twenty. Um, well, awesome. Well, Scott, thanks for your time today. And um, man, it, it was cool to hear about it. I love anything that uses you know, kind of the the CrossFit world and, and kind of. Uh, branches that out i mean we all all of us who own gyms are, are a part of a crossfit community i think you know that's the thing it's a tool to build relationships with people that you know are is mutually beneficial correct uh, and yeah. i think that those are, are i think that's what it does naturally and, and that's what i love about it so yeah it's great well i appreciate your time and yeah, thanks man. for being on the podcast yeah appreciate you having me on thanks jacob Hey, thanks for listening to the Barbell Voodoo Podcast. On your way out, please take time to subscribe if you haven't already. Leave us a five-star review if you've liked what you've heard. And also, leave us a comment. Let us know what's going on with you. If you don't mind, stop on Instagram. Give us a little like on the IG at Barbell Voodoo Podcast. Also, you can find me there at fitby40.blog. Thanks again for listening, and we'll see you next time.